What's up, guys? We're back with another episode of 15 Minutes with Star-Lord. Um, so if you hear some faint Asian music playing in the background, that is my neighbors. I'm not sure if they're running like a massage parlor or something downstairs, but it is interesting. And I can faintly hear it in my office. So hopefully that doesn't pick up for you guys. So today I'm going to talk about why I'm not having spectators in Sapatero for the next few events. So it comes down to a couple things. And no, this isn't coronavirus related. Um, I think the media is really blowing that up. And I'm all for events being safe. And if they feel like they should um, cancel their events or restrict spectators or stuff like that because they don't want to be part of the spread of the disease, sure, go for that. But that's not why I decided to do it. I did come up with the idea because I thought, oh, what if Corona does like spread out and freak everybody out? Will I, what will I do? And I was like, okay, well then I just probably not have spectators. And then I got thinking about that. And the more I thought about that, the more I really liked it because I kind of got it from Shugio. Shugyu Invitational happened in Portland probably like six months ago. It was an eight-man tournament, no time limit, sub only. And there wasn't a crowd. And I thought that was really cool. It kind of brings back that old Kumite style feel, you know? And Lloyd Irvin's a giant piece of shit, but he did have an epic brown belt Kumite. And I kind of want my events to feel like that. Now... The difference is I'm still going to do them live. So for people to watch, they can watch it live and free on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Eventually we're going to put it up on the website and stuff like that. But it's going to be really cool because our streaming capabilities have really improved. And we can do flow grappling level streaming and we're going to do it for free. And we're going to have great commentators, probably four camera angles, going to shut down the lights, have lighting on the mats. And it's just going to be a really cool look for the viewers and a really cool experience for the athletes. And that's what it really comes down to. I'm not trying to be a Kasai, a third coast grappling, a combat jujitsu world slash EBI. I'm trying to do my own thing, you know, and... Sapatero has always been about building up athletes and helping them get onto bigger stages. So that's really what I'm focusing on. Because, I mean, we got 16 great competitors. Uh, I'm looking at it now. Dan's an ADCC vet. So is Taza. I think those are the only two ADCC vets on the card. But none of these guys are like super well known. I mean, if you're a jujitsu nerd like me, you know Dan, you know Taza, you know Alan Sanchez, you know John Combs. Oh, he's an ADCC vet too. Yeah, that's that's three. You know, you might know, uh, man. Honestly, that's probably like the biggest names on the card. But if you're hardcore or you follow the sub-only scene in the Southeast or even the East Coast, you'll know these guys, and you know these guys are savages. So with no spectators and really focusing in on the live stream, it's going to allow me to 
let people see this event at a bigger level than I ever could if I was worried about selling tickets and stuff like that. So instead of wasting my energy to fill the event with two to 300 people, I'm going to really just focus on marketing and pushing these guys. So these guys can come in and get a real big boost in their name. Because if you win this tournament and you do it impressively, the last tournament I did, and I didn't even market it that hard, got like 25,000 views. Okay. And that's pretty crazy numbers when you think about the grand scheme of things. If you're doing a pay-per-view, you're only going to be seen by the biggest pay-per-view is 5,000. Okay. So maybe you'll be seen by 5,000 people. That's a good number, but 25,000 on the low end is five times that. And I'm going to be multicasting this at the same time to YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch and on multiple Facebook pages. So just on Facebook last time, I got 25,000 views. I've had streams on Facebook get close to 50,000 views. I'm pretty sure this event is going to break 50,000 views across platforms just because, I mean, we're going to be spreading the shit out of it. And I'm going to make sure everybody knows to share it because it's really going to help the athletes. Now, the other thing is I'm really being picky with my sponsors. The only way into the event is as an athlete, one coach per athlete, a sponsor of the event, or part of the event crew. Now, I like that because it allows me a little bit more leeway at the day of the event. We can do things a little bit more fun for the people that are there to enjoy. And I don't have to worry about everyday dickheads fucking things up for me. Like, just little shit. Like, last few events, I've had a few people in the crowd not silencing their cell phones. So people thought timers were going off. People fucking counting down. Just a bunch of bullshit. And this kind of really cuts it down. So just more control for me, more exposure for the athletes, and all that fun stuff. And like I said, sponsors, I got four, three or four right now. I'm only taking six for Matt sponsors and commercials during the live stream because that's something we could do just like uh, EBI level stuff. We're going to have Datsusara's sponsoring us, Phalanx is sponsoring us. We got uh, Eat Right Tampa sponsoring us. Uh, I got a fourth that's in talks right now and then a couple banner sponsors. So if you're really looking to come to the event, my sponsorship packages are super reasonable. So I got two more for Matt's on logos on the map and uh, going to be doing commercials during the live stream. And I have five spots for banner sponsors and the banner sponsors are 200 bucks. So like, I'm not trying to make bank off that. It's like an extra grand right there, you know? So if you really want to come to the event live, it's going to be 200 bucks. You get two tickets and you'll get a banner on the event and uh, you'll have a little table and we'll, we'll give you some drinks and shit like that to watch. It'll be a really good time. But I'm just super excited about this event, man. Like looking back and the one that really did it for me was I realized that Sapatero 2, the people in the tournament, seven of them made it onto EBI 11. So almost half the bracket was people who competed in Sapatero. And that's something that really solidified it in my head. And like going forward all through the events, if you win Sapatero, you're basically an EBI. Like Eddie never wanted to do official um, feeder tournaments because grappling industries fucked it up. But pretty much if you won the finishers, you won Sapatero, you were getting a call up to EBI. If you did well, there was a good chance you were getting a call up too, you know? So, I mean, just on the last combat jujitsu, Jordan Holly, he was on the 145 tournament I did. He lost first round and I got him on 
combat jujitsu. So if you impress me, you like Eddie watches this stuff. All the Ryan is going to be watching. Hollis watches all the big tournament promoters. Like it's not just five grand, you know, and that's a pretty good chunk of change for, for jujitsu. Yes. You'll win five grand. You'll also get big call-ups, you know, and if you come out there and you don't win, but you put on show, there's a good chance you're going to get a giant call-up, man. And you also got to think for yourselves as athletes, not having the stream behind a paywall, you can get more sponsors and charge more for sponsors because there's a trend showing how much viewage you will get on these events, you know? And I think overall, it's just a less selfish way to do these. You know, it's not that I'm not trying to make money on this. Like these events are going to be profitable. They definitely are. It's just, I'd rather take a smaller profit and run things the way I want to without the stress of an extra 300 people in the venue and do it my way, you know? And I'm totally fine doing that because it was always the biggest problem was just fucking selling tickets. Like I, I always really stressed about that because nobody wants to see an empty house and stuff like that. But if you purposely make it empty, that's different. You know, if it's empty because nobody wants to come, like it takes a lot of time and energy to get people to show up to these events. And then you're dealing with people at the door, like, Oh, I don't want to pay. I'm a coach, all this bullshit. And this way it's just like, Hey, if you're not on the list, you're not on the fucking list and turn, get the fuck out of here. So that's kind of why I'm doing this. Um, just breaking down the bracket, man. Like I, I have some like brackets on my whiteboards in my office that I'm looking at and holy shit. Just like, l- let's talk about this a little bit. All right. So the favorites to win this tournament, I mean, there's, there's a handful of guys that really stick out to me and this is no offense to anyone. I'm just going to be hundred percent real. Dan Martinez, probably the number one, number two seed. Okay. Maybe three. He's, he's definitely top three. Oliver Taza, definitely a favorite. He won Sapatero 175 and 195. Dan Martinez won Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds at 185. Taza, 80cc vet. Dan Martinez at 80cc vet. John Combs, West Coast Trials winner. He has a win over Dan Martinez. Uh, Taza just has had a win over him at BJJ Fanatics. But, you know, it, it was a mistake on on uh, Combs's part, and I think he's learned from that. So I'm really excited to see a rematch between any, any of those guys. Dan's competed against Taza. He's got to win over Taza. John's got to win over Dan, and Taza's got to win over John. So it's really interesting there because that, that three-way right there, everybody's got to win over each other. And then Hunter Colvin is a fucking monster, man. He, he did really well at Combat Jiu-Jitsu at 170 pounds. Alan Sanchez – is a killer. He won finishers at 185. He won the Olympus Invitational, which was a 32-man bracket down in Jacksonville. And then Kevin Williams is a killer coming out of the South. And uh, he's been on the scene for a long time. I mean, he's constantly posting his matches when he wins, man. He's fucking devastating. And then, I mean, like, all these other guys that are, like, underdogs, like Justin Rennick out of Texas is a killer. But, like, nobody really knows who he is yet. He's He's been on Combat Jiu-Jitsu Worlds. He's been on Submission Hub or uh, Submission Hunters and stuff like that. He's really good, but he doesn't have the name recognition yet. Elijah Carlton, he's got a win over Bill Cooper, you know? 
he's he's really good. He's got a win over uh, Werther Marcellus, who's also in this tournament. Or actually, no, Elijah doesn't. Sorry, no, Zach does. Um, but Elijah's really good, man. Terry out of Orlando, he's he's got a little bit of a catch background, and he's a big, strong dude, man. Like he he's going to come in there trying to shock the world. Werther Werther's been on a tear recently. You know, he's he's got a loss to Alan Sanchez. He's got a loss to Zach Edwards, but he got that win back over Zach Edwards. He's got a win over Elijah Carlton. Uh, I'm trying to think if he had a match with Hunter. I don't think he did. He's got wins over a bunch of the guys in the bracket, and he's not a big name, but he, he's got a chance to take out a couple couple guys here. Uh, Callum, he's he's an interesting guy, man, because he's he's got some success in the IBJJF realm, and he's been trying to get on some of these submission only events, so I'm really interested to see how his game transitions over. Zach Edwards, man, everybody's been uh, getting heel hooked by him up in the Northeast. He's made famous the Russian toehold from 50-50. He's got wins over a bunch of guys in the bracket. And I mean, it's not like these guys haven't grappled each other before. Like a lot of these guys have grappled each other, so it's about who's better on that day. And now those storylines kind of intertwine, so it really gets me gets me excited. I'm probably going to do a uh, a countdown show and do some videos and stuff like that. Just to kind of talk about some of these storylines, uh, PO from TriStar, man, PO is crazy. He, uh, he took silver this year in the purple belt division at Nogi pans. He made it to the finals of Sapatero at 160 pounds. When PJ Barch won, he lost in the finals to PJ Barch. But he took out a lot of really good guys coming up there, man. Uh, he's been on the BJJ Fanatics Brown Belt Division. He's another up-and-coming guy. He's only a purple belt, but he he's a savage. Don't let that purple belt fool you. He he can come in and win. Sam Barboza's out of Jacksonville. Brian Brown's been talking this guy up a lot. He's doing really well in the Florida MMA scene. So he's going to come in there. Uh, real strong purple belt out of 10th Planet Jacksonville. He's going to try to shock the world a little bit. Jacob Probst out of... Uh, Constitution Jiu-Jitsu in Ohio. He's looking really good recently. He's got a win over Dan Simler on an event up in the Northeast. He came down from Battle of the Axe. Looked real good there. He actually made it to the semi. So he won two, lost one. Took out some really tough guys. And Mike Lugo is jumping in as a 16th man. And he relocated to Texas, but he's originally from the Tampa area. So he's got a lot of experience against these guys. He's He's Got a couple wins over Werther. I think he has a win over Zach Edwards. He's grappled a lot of these guys before. So I'm really excited about this event, and I'm really excited to put it out there live and free, not behind a paywall, not on pay-per-view, just for the love of the sport and building these guys up. So uh, make sure you guys tune in April 18th. It's going to be at like 5 or 6 p.m. It's going to be live on Facebook, live on YouTube, live on Twitch, multi-stream, four camera angles, commentary. It's going to be a fucking great time. I'm really excited about this event. So, yeah, that's my episode for the day. Try to suck 1% less than you did yesterday and be a little bit less of a piece of shit than you were yesterday as well. Peace out, guys.